Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Ho, ho, ho. Happy Merry Christmas Eve to you. I'm getting ready to dress up as Santa Claus tonight to surprise my children and a couple nieces and nephews as Santa Claus, so I've got to practice that voice. Ho, ho, ho. I have kind of a high-pitched voice, so I've got to practice that low Santa voice a little bit, that radio voice. It sounds so good. (laughs) Happy Christmas to you, and Happy New Year if you're listening to this show after the New Year. It's really been a pleasure here in 2018 to be with you each and every Monday, and I hope that you've taken away a lot of lessons from this year. We're going to have a 2018 wrap-up show next week where we'll recap the best of 2018. But this morning, we're going to be chatting with Mr. Terry Clark of Club Advisors. That company has had a lot of action here in the last quarter of 2018, placing general managers, interim general managers, executive chefs all over the country on their email list. So I see a lot of what's happening. And I'm excited to bring Terry on the show to discuss what he's seeing around the country. So Terry, welcome to Private Club Radio. Thank you, Gabe. And uh, Carol Wood's not too far. I'm uh, over around Hunter's Green. Nice. Yeah, I do love that club. It's a Fazio design, and uh, it's a real treat over there at the Hunter's Green. Do you ever get to play that course? I have. And of course, uh, I had Monica Waller, who's the membership director. Uh, she was my membership director at Bluegrass Shot and Country Club there in Nashville yeah, for nice. a couple of years. Oh, I didn't know that. That's very cool. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, that, um, Hunter's Green is 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 a part of the Club Corp family of of uh, clubs here in Tampa. We've got four of them, and it's actually a really unique benefit that you can play all four courses uh, right right here within about fifteen to twenty miles of each other. They're all in in a in a nice little cluster. So uh, if you ever get a chance, Terry, I'd, I'd recommend you check out some of those other ones as well. That sounds like fun. Yeah. So you guys have been pretty busy here in 2018. I'm on your email list and I get all the updates of placements that you guys are doing. So you've been working a lot with some uh, executive chefs. I'd love to hear what's happening over there at Club Advisors, Terry. Good. Uh, well, as you know, Gabe, we are uh, contract management for private clubs. And we uh, have general managers, clubhouse managers, agronomists. Um, and in April of last year, we decided to uh, provide the services of executive chefs. Now, that has just been wonderful. Uh, the uh, demand for contract services for executive chefs is greater than any of those other fields that I mentioned. Hmm. Uh, we started out with... Um, Bill Ballard out of Oregon and Bill and one of the requirements for our executive chefs is certification, uh, certification as we have in the club management association, uh, to where the chefs are certified executive chefs. Sometimes they're AACs, CCEs, and, uh, just on the, uh, certification side of it. However, we have a couple of chefs that have, uh, been well known throughout the industry that we have added recently and we've got four uh, executive chefs that have private club experience a lot of it in some cases and uh, 
It's just been phenomenal on how we've been able to help clubs in the industry over the last nine months. Wow. Yeah. So why, why do you think it is that a lot of clubs are needing executive chefs right now? Why is there such a drought? Well, uh, the market is good uh, for a lot of people right now. Uh, and one of the things that I've seen recently is that uh, there's been a lot of upward mobility. Uh, there's been a lot more opportunities. And in a lot of cases, the old two-week notice or 30-day notice has not been uh, the trend. Um, there's a case that uh, we have right now where the executive chef uh, got a great offer, couldn't pass it up. And, of course, the club couldn't counter offer. And so the executive chef accepted the offer. And then the executive sous chef was in an accident, and he's going to be out of work for four to six weeks. And so that's when they call us and uh, ask us to come in and uh, take the keys, uh, operate the uh, kitchen, and sometimes the front of the house until they get their selections back to uh, get to full staffing. So that's what we do. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I guess with the, probably with the such a booming economy we've got, there's a lot more restaurants opening up, a lot more resort properties and things like that. And so there's just a lot more jobs for executive chefs out there. And uh, so would you say that overall there's more chefs kind of moving into the private club industry or out of the private club industry? I'd say into. What? Uh, That's good. I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. And it, it, it's a company with many, many clubs. And uh, their uh, need or their position for sous chefs is critical hmm. uh, because they, they just cannot get the number of sous chefs that they need in all of these properties. And it's a critical issue right now. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. How about in terms of what what boards are looking for? Uh, you mentioned certification that all your chefs are certified when you're placing them. What other things, you know, intangibles are boards looking for when they're looking to hire their, their next executive chef? Well, uh, just as they do with their general manager, uh, they want to hire somebody they can be proud of. Same with their golf pro. Uh, they want to have their guests in the dining room know that that's their chef and that he's uh, acclaimed or creative or got a great personality or someone that they can call their own. Uh, and that's that's what they're looking for for the long term. Again, in the, in the executive chef uh, positions, they want somebody who's going to stay with the club for a long time, hopefully local. Yeah, you need that consistency, I would think. But so, I guess, you, what would be your advice then to folks that are are trying to uh, move their way up the ladder? Well, it's the same as in any other position. You know, you're only as good as the last job you did. And uh, uh, do that along with a lot of continuing education with the uh, ACF and uh, uh, participate in networking locally and things like that that will uh, enrich their profession and make them a leader in their profession. Yeah. I bet every local city or county or whatnot probably has some kind of competition, some cooking competition or some chef exhibitions and things like that. Would you recommend they maybe try to win some awards and, and get some, some, uh, resi uh, designations that way as well. 
Absolutely. And whatever they like to do. Uh, if it's chocolate, fine. If it's ice carving, fine. If it's flambe, fine. Uh, but as you said, something that will uh, uh, give them a, a great feeling. In fact, two of uh, our chefs are winners in the uh, Culinary Olympics. Wow. And, and they like to show off, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, just like golfers do. Uh, general managers, I don't know what they can show off, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but the, um, uh, and, and they're very, very talented. And of course, a couple of occasions where we've gone into a club, uh, for, uh, two to four months during a transitional time, uh, we will, uh, do ice carvings. We will do, uh, wine dinners. We will do uh, art shows with uh, combined with culinary and wine, something neat uh, uh, during the time that we're there that just says thank you to the uh, board and the staff for calling on us. Yeah. I got to think that a lot of uh, chefs are sort of the artist type and they're maybe not people person, <laughs> people persons, if you will. So any advice on maybe how to, kind of develop that skill or, or develop that muscle in terms of being a real people person outside the kitchen? Well, I, I think that that uh, generalization is fair in some cases, but uh, there also are the chefs that are mentors to the staff in the kitchen, uh, that they are also there for the members uh, and doing member recipes for specials on member nights and things like that who are both uh, touching tables and sharpening knives in the kitchen. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd be interested, Terry, what is your perfect Christmas dinner at a club? Well, everything's uh, a, a lot more casual, but again, you still got to go back to the ham and turkey. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's always going to be there with, you know, a little prime rib on the side. <laughs> uh, uh, but the, the, Obviously, as you know, Gabe, better than as I do, that the uh, habits or the trends in cooking and eating in clubs has changed dramatically in the last 15 years. And people want more casual food. They want more grazing food. Uh, the Sundays where Grandpa invites all of the family for uh, a table of 14 so he gets to see his family and his kids is dwindling. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, more and more, you know, they want to sit around a fire pit out on the porch. Yeah. Yeah. I got to imagine also just from the uh, diversity perspective in terms of the food, you've got to, you've got to have a much wider range as a chef these days. It is. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's gotten so crazy with all the different uh, initials and acronyms and uh, things that people are looking for, especially the millennials. You know, it's a fact. Uh, uh, they want that. So, you know, we have to, you have to accept that change. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How about from a, you know, we talk about food a lot, but from a beverage perspective, how much wine knowledge and, you know, beverage knowledge are boards looking for out of their talent, their new chefs and, and, and talent in the kitchen? It's always a requirement uh, with the wines. And even I, we see more and more these days of bourbon, uh, and dark mm -hmm. uh, spirits uh, being used. Uh, but yes, back in the wine side, you know, you got to have a wine spectator on in your office. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. I think whiskey and bourbon are really becoming the the go-to cocktails uh, these days here in the States. I don't know when I was over in Europe, it was gin was the big thing. So my prediction here in late 2019, 2020 is gin will be the, the big drink because usually we steal all of Europe's ideas when it comes to food and beverage. But I've seen a lot of like whiskey bars myself, just, you know, whiskey bars opening up or some sort of tasting menu. I think when I was in New York City, I had a few tasting menus of whiskeys and bourbons along with my my meal. I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. What was one of your favorite moments of 2018, Terry? Well, the, the whole uh, adding chefs to our portfolio and club advisors has just been wonderful, wonderful people, uh, creative people. Uh, and again, when they go out to these clubs in the field, uh, they represent club advisors and they uh, come in with uh, a little bit of a flair uh, at the same time assimilate into the uh, staff and get the job done. But um, we, we have had some challenges. They wouldn't call us if they didn't need us or if something wasn't, uh, wasn't wrong. Uh, either the uh, uh, promotion of a chef or the chef leaves. I'd, like I said before, chef, sous chef, uh, uh, gone at the same times and you've got a crisis. Yeah. And uh, we, we had a situation in New York this uh, this summer uh, to where they were loaded every weekend with weddings and banquets, and they didn't have anybody to do it. Mm. Uh, so they had their executive chef, but he needed help. Uh, so we sent one of our very highly acclaimed chefs uh, to be his sous chef and to get through the season. Uh, so those kind of things are fun. Yeah. You got also in a situation like that, you got to make sure that they don't bump heads, that there's got to be some sort of uh, personality gel. How do you ensure that that happens? Well, that's just uh, cleared up up front. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we are only there to assist. We are not the experts. We don't know it all. Uh, whatever they need, we'll do without any uh, kind of ego, super ego getting in the way. Mm, yeah. So if folks want to, uh, uh, learn more about club advisors and how you guys uh, can help them out when they're in the next pinch or looking for the next uh, placement. How do they go about that, Terry? Everything's on our website, uh, clubadvisors.com. Uh, we've got uh, our lineup of general managers, our lineup of executive chefs. We've got examples of uh, success stories and uh, it's all right there on the website. And then if they have an interest thing, give me a call. That's excellent. I wish you and your family a very, very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Terry, and wish you guys lots of success in 2019. Hey, uh, Gabe, I really appreciate the invitation. The same to you, and I look forward to seeing you down the road. And now it's time for Club Perspectives, presented by the National Club Association. Well, it's my pleasure to welcome Henry Walmeyer, president of the National Club Association, Henry, how are you today? I'm doing great, Gabe. How about yourself, buddy? Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, it's good to be home here in the United States and uh, no broken leg to show for it, so <laughs> it's all good things. How about you? How are things in Washington, D.C.? Uh, things are good. It's uh, it's a little crazy here as we're uh, closing out the uh, the end of the year and whether Congress is going to be able to pass some uh, spending bills to uh, to get out of town or not. It's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, for the remainder of uh, December. Um, and then, obviously, starting next year, it's going to be interesting with the uh, the change in leadership in the uh, the House. 
and then how uh, things will work or won't work here in Washington, D.C. So yep. it's never a dull moment here in the nation's capital, that's for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hopefully the traffic will subside for at least a week for you, though, while these guys get out of town and some of the action slows down. We'll see you, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's always uh, those of us who work and live here are always like, yes, pass a spending bill so that you know you can go home, and one so that the government's still running, and then two, uh, you know, traffic is a lot less. So it's, uh, for us, it's it's a win win if uh, if that actually does happen. There you go. That's awesome. Well, I know we want to talk about the National Club Conference, which I'm super excited for. It's happening April 28th to the 30th in the nation's capital, there in DC, and. and Let's talk about some of the speakers that you've got this year. As always, a, a pretty amazing lineup. Uh, well, thank you. And yeah, we are excited to uh, to welcome everybody here to our hometown of, of Washington, D.C. Uh, we couldn't think of a better place to uh, to hold a conference uh, that really touches on a lot of things that we do as an association. And, uh, you know, and that is forefront in the speakers that we do have that, uh, that you mentioned. We've got what we think is an absolutely uh, all-star lineup. And the way that we go about trying to you know, fill our uh, conference with speakers is uh, we don't look at it as, okay, who do we want as a keynote speaker? Uh, you know, we look at it as, hey, we want to have a whole, an entire conference full of keynote level presentations. And I think that's what we've done uh, so far uh, for our 2019 conference. Uh, starting off, uh, you know, we just go top of the list with uh, recently retired Justice uh, Anthony Kennedy uh, from the Supreme Court. Um, you know, not only is uh, Justice Kennedy going to be speaking to us, it's going to be inside the courtroom of the Supreme Court. So we'll take everybody from the hotel, uh, we'll bus them up to the Supreme Court. Uh, you'll be sitting in the courtroom where so many decisions uh, have been made and cases have been heard uh, that have affected this country. And uh, Justice Kennedy is going to talk to us about those, about the role of the justices, about what he's, uh, you know, his tenure on the Supreme Court. Uh, and also a little side note is that uh, his uh, responsibilities, um, you know, besides being a justice, was the uh, the Supreme Court building itself. And so he's very familiar with all the history wow. about the building and all of the art uh, that is there and, and what the different things mean. And so that's going to be just an interesting uh, uh, piece in of itself. Uh, and then from there, we're going to go outside into the Great Hall of the Supreme Court for a reception uh, where Justice Kennedy is going to join us. So it's a really once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I know that word gets thrown around, that phrase gets thrown around a lot, uh, but we see this as absolutely once-in-a-lifetime where you'll be able to sit inside you know, a courtroom um, where you want to be. On the right side you know, of it, too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so you know, to be able to listen to you know, a recently retired uh, uh, justice uh, which would be amazing, and then to you know have that uh, reception there in, in the su- Supreme Court as well. So that uh, you know by far is is what we're most excited about. Not only uh, Justice Kennedy speaking, but also the the venue and, and to be able to be there in the Supreme Court. Uh, but by no means is that you know uh, the only highlight that we have. Uh, we're also very excited to have Tucker Carlson from Fox News, um, who is going to to talk about you know the political uh, climate, especially at that time, what's going to be happening you know in the House and uh, in in the Senate. And with the uh, the president of the United States, and what does that mean for our, for our country? Uh, also, going to be uh, hearing from Howard Milstein, who is um, chairman and CEO of New York uh, Private Bank and Trust, uh, but uh, more directly related to us. He is the executive chair of the Nicholas Companies. Uh, he's also publisher of Golf Magazine, uh, chairman of Golf Logics, um, and some other things in the golf industry. So very, very uh, familiar with what's happening with golf, um, but especially, uh, you know, with the uh, being executive chairman of, uh, of the Nicholas uh, Companies. So excited to see to have him. Uh, also got uh, Justin Firestone, who's a founding partner uh, 
uh, the private aviation company Wheels Up, which if you're not familiar with Wheels Up, uh, that is basically the Uber for uh, for uh, private planes. So they've uh, done very well for themselves, grown very rapidly. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to, to hear him talk about uh, the business, how they've grown it, and some of the things that, uh, that they're looking to do uh, as they move forward. Uh, also, uh, David Rubenstein, uh, who's a local Washingtonian, uh, who's a co-founder and co-executive chairman of the Carlisle Group, uh, which is one of the world's largest private private equity firms. Uh, and he's also a very, very big philanthropist uh, here in Washington, D.C., uh, doing things such as paying for the um, the renovation work uh, that needs to be done on the Washington Monument, uh, purchasing the Magna Carta and donating that to the Smithsonian. Uh, many, many other things here in Washington, D.C. that uh, he's been involved with uh, to help, um, you know, <laughs> D.C. keep its, uh, you know, its prized possessions and make sure that they are in uh, in great working order. Um, and then, you know, last but uh, certainly not least is um, Michael Mandavi, uh, who is uh, Robert Mandavi's son. Uh, but Michael, you know, in his own right, is a pioneer of, uh, you know, Napa Valley wine industry. Uh, he's the founder of uh, the Michael Mandavi family estate. And so he's going to be addressing us at our VIP dinner um, on Sunday, April 28th, um, and we'll be using his wines at that dinner and his wines throughout the uh, uh, the entire conference. Uh, but it would just be a great opportunity to learn from him uh, about uh, you know how he built. Uh, he worked with his dad, you know, Robert, on some of the things that they did, but now how he's built his own company and some of the things that they're doing, uh, you know, with that. Uh, and we'll do some wine tastings, uh, you know, throughout that meal and throughout the uh, the rest of the conference as well. And so, um, you know, with those, you know, six individuals there, that's just a uh, uh, you know, what we consider a stellar lineup. Um, but there's also more that we'll be announcing uh, probably within the next month or so. Um, people from uh, different segments of the administration here in Washington, D.C., uh, we're just waiting for final confirmation, but to really be able to give the attendees insight into, you know, what's happening or what's going to be happening over the next year or two years, uh, you know, with the government and what we need to look f- uh, look forward to, um, you know, in terms of clubs and how that's going to affect the private clubs. So we're very excited about this group. Um, um, you know what we're hearing from uh, you know our members and people who've seen it is that uh, yeah they they think it it's a uh, you know we've knocked it out of the park with this lineup um, you know I think we have and so but I think there's still even more you know great things to to come when we add a couple more people to it. Yeah, it's star studded. You guys are pulling out all the stops, like which I guess you have to when it's in your hometown. You got you got to really uh, pull all the strings there. <laughs> now I'll, I'll I'll just give you what what I'd love to hear too if you don't mind. Um, I don't know if you have anyone speaking on like the economy because I think that's been an issue. Folks are you know interested what happens in the next couple of years in terms of the economy. So anyway, that's what I would love to hear if you're if you're if you're taking suggestions from from the guys at Private Club Radio. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. We're always taking suggestions. Um, and those are some of the other uh, things that we're looking to fill, because uh, we definitely want to talk about workforce. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the economy and also we're going to talk about the environment. Um, you know, and that's where we're waiting to get, um, you know, the appropriate people from the uh, respective uh, agencies, uh, you know, here in D.C. to be able to come in and speak to us. So uh, absolutely, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to fill those needs uh, because that's what we had heard from our members as well. You know, after last year's conference. Um, where uh, when they filled out the survey of what they were looking to hear. So uh, I appreciate that. And any other feedback from you or any other listeners would be happy to uh, to take and uh, see if we can put it in. Yeah, it's a great thing about the NCA. Definitely recommend you reach out and let them know what you want to hear. It's a conference. Um, going to be just, just a fabulous time. They're going to be spending time at the Chevy Chase Club, the Cosmos Club, Soulgrave Club, the Metropolitan Club, the U.S. Supreme Court, and a whole lot more. So 
Make sure you check out the website nationalclub.org. Anything else you want, any parting shots for us, Henry? Uh, yeah, just uh, two other things I'll mention, you know, real quick that we're doing new for uh, for our conference uh, that we had not done, but we're very, very excited about is one that uh, there's going to be a special program, uh, uh, basically a panel uh, discussion from the winners of the 2018 Excellence in Club Management Awards. Um, you know, this is uh, the awards that uh, are now sponsored by McMahon Group, Club and Resort Business, and us, as uh, we just became a sponsor earlier this year. And so the winners that will be um, you know, announced uh, early part of 2019, um, will be uh, on stage in a panel, uh, chrono- um, you know, talking about their successes, you know, why they won the award, what they've done at their clubs. So, uh, you know, managers can hear, you know, from their peers about what's made their, um, you know, club so successful and what made them successful as a manager to be able to uh, to win those awards. And this will be the first year that we're going to be doing this, but we're going to be doing this every year, uh, bringing on, uh, you know, the four winners every year to, uh, to our conference to talk about their successes. So we're very, very excited uh, about that. Uh, and then also uh, what we've done uh, uh, for 2019 is we've put together some special uh, sessions for uh, club presidents and you know board members at clubs. You know we've always thought that you know our conference was one that you know was geared towards that C-suite. You know the general manager and ideally they would bring their their president or, or someone from their board um, just because of the lineups that we had. Uh, but in 2019 we're really going to make a concerted effort to say okay here's things that are specific for presidents or board members. You know one's going to be a governance reception that we're going to have on Sunday night where it's a reception for just uh, the general managers and their board members as well as the NCA board of uh, directors. And then uh, on Tuesday, uh, we're going to take the, uh, these board members, um, put them into a, a, couple, a, a couple sessions for a couple hours, uh, and do some roundtables and do some other things geared specifically for uh, them, you know, as a president or, or a board member at a, uh, at a club. Uh, and that's something where we've heard from presidents that said, you know, yeah, the, the sessions are good, but I want the ability to be able to talk to other club presidents. I want to understand, you know, what they're doing, how they're um, dealing with things at their club, but then also just to get to know them so that I can, you know, maybe pick up the phone uh, at some point during the year and call another club president. So we're very excited uh, to be able to offer that, uh, you know, this year. And so so we're also, you know, really uh, promoting the fact that, you know, if a general manager, you know, comes to conference, they, you know, encourage them to bring their uh, their president or a board member, and if they do bring that second person from, uh, you know, from their club, there is a discounted uh, registration rate for that uh, to really encourage that. So we're excited about that. Think that that's going to go very. Um, very well. Uh, also, it doesn't hurt the fact that uh, these uh, presidents and board members uh, have the ability to play in that golf tournament at Chevy Chase <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, right. that you were talking about. So uh, we're very excited about those two uh, new things for uh, for 2019. You know, I was supposed, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story before I let you go. I was supposed to be a caddy at Chevy Chase and uh, I went out there. I I kind of trained with them for a day. They said, okay, we'll be in touch with you. I have a really long night of drinking about three months later because this was like the fall that that happened. Then it's like three months later when they're having their opening day tournament. And it's like five in the morning. I get a call. They're like, Aloisi, where are you? <laughs> I'm, in, you know, I'm a college kid at American University. And uh, I said, I'm sleeping. What do you, what do you, what would you, what do you need from me? You're supposed to be here. 
Oh, well, I didn't know that. Uh, you know, whenever contacted me that my first day of work was today. So I apologize. So anyway, what could have been right? I was supposed to be a caddy at Chevy Chase, but it didn't work out. <laughs> well, we, we can, we, if you want to try to caddy for during the tournament, we can maybe work that out for you. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll carry Tucker Car- Carlson's bag for him. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Pretty cool, Henry. It was great to have you. And again, I recommend folks check out the website, nationalclub.org. Get registered now for the conference. Not only is the early bird specials happening, but also this conference generally sells out very quickly. So get your tickets now so you do not miss it. It's going to be quite the fabulous few days there in Washington, D.C. Henry, thanks so much for joining me here on Private Club Radio. Absolutely, Gabe. Thank you so much. And we appreciate your support of the conference and look forward to seeing you there. To learn more about the National Club Association, please visit nationalclub.org. That's going to do it for this Merry Christmas edition of Private Club Radio. I'll catch you back here next week. And until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Concert Golf has the capital, expertise and private club hospitality experience to help upscale private clubs achieving long-term success and membership growth. For 25 years, Concert Golf has allowed private club members to focus on simply enjoying their club. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.